Greetings, and welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. I love the power glove. It's so bad. No! I feel the need. The need for speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Look I what you did, you little jerk. Look. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living. Don't get busy dying. You are next. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Well, you've heard of Close Encounters of the Third Kind here on the Say by Nostalgia podcast. On this episode, it is Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind. It is Saved by the Bell, Season 1, Episode 18, and it first aired, Noah, November 23rd, 1990. Welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. We are delving into Saved by the Bell, all 86 episodes. You know it by now. You know what we're doing. Noah, this is an episode that I had kind of some foggy memories of, not one that I had seen a whole lot, but when I came away from it, I kind of enjoyed it. You know, the 80s were a time where we, you know, saw a lot of... uh, dealings with extraterrestrials you saw it in et we talked about close encounters of the third kind and so it's only natural saved by the bell would pay homage to to these phenomenon absolutely they have to do their rendition and they come up with a very solid episode here i'd say above average but they start off the class is making a student film alien invasion at bayside uh how can it fail how can it go wrong uh screech's alien costume was quite elaborate i'm not sure kind of how they came up with that to where they got the budget for that but uh, Jesse plays the part of a boring history teacher perfectly because she's boring. She's a dull character. She was perfect. She, Zach did a great job. If he was uh, head of casting for that, he did a great job casting Jesse in that part. Unfortunately, Kelly falls flat here, jumping in in her cheerleading outfit, saying, the alien is sucking out her brain. Just Kelly was a horrific actress in this film, uh, almost as bad as Slater was uh, as the sports guy on KKTY Bayside Radio, almost as bad. I'm never going to wave a skunk in front of Kelly, but I'll tell you this, as, as you know, obviously we've got several shows now in our archives as we've been really, you know, the season one lays the foundation for a lot of these characters. Obviously this is the, uh, it's a spinoff. So you already knew Zach Morris, you already knew Screech Powers and Lisa Turtle and Mr. Belding from Good Morning Miss Bliss. But uh, really, if you think about it, like the character, the Kelly character really has kind of fallen flat for the last several episodes yeah. uh, that we've gotten into. There really hasn't been a whole lot going on with Kelly. Of course, the series starts with Zach's obsession with Kelly. Slater is that kind of pining for her attention. And, and the last few is just like she hasn't really been a part of it. She's really not a part of this episode at all. No, she absolutely isn't. Uh, she's just kind of a side figure. Uh, you see her at the beginning and uh, – uh, she's just this bad actress in the side, and really, other than that, uh, she's not in it a lot. I mean, uh, kind of um, after the battle uh, of one of the great speeches was made, uh, Jesse goes into a Pee Wee Herman and does a Pee Wee Herman laugh, um, but uh, Zach not- ends up knocking the camera out of Slater's hands. It didn't drop that far, but somehow it disintegrated into a million pieces, uh, which I found quite interesting. Uh, the gang comes together. They say the camera costs $1,200. And uh, Jesse goes on one of her tangents as Zach blames her. Just eh, Let's just all say it's Jesse's fault. We don't like her. She's boring. She goes on one of her tangents, just, how could you do this? And you're coming against women and all of this. And it's a rare occasion that we get to see Kelly. As we talked about how Kelly's not in this episode much, but this is a rare occasion we get to see Kelly 
telling Jesse to stuff it when she says, oh, stop being a stiff pickle, okay? And that's kind of the last we see from Kelly. That's kind of the last line in the episode. I appreciate that from her. I've wanted to, to say that to, to Jesse ever since I started watching the show back 30 years ago. Uh, but I think it's always, always like um, these episodes where they've broken something or they've damaged something. There's episodes later where they break uh, the Elvis statue of Screech's mother. They're going to wreck Belding's car later on. And of course, they have to come up with some scheme to find the money to uh, to pay for it. So they're out 1200 here. And they find out that the magazine, The Babbler, which the is like a national Babbler. <laughs> uh, it will pay $1,500 for a picture of an alien. So, of course... Uh, as anyone would do, you just feel like you could create this uh, hoax and take a picture of an alien and get $1,500. Zach's mind is turning, as it always is, and uh, he's ready to capture this picture of an alien. He, we've seen Screech dressed in the in the costume, so who wouldn't believe that Screech is an alien, and they go with it, uh, surprisingly. Surprisingly, they do. They need the money, and uh, this seems like a quick scheme that they could just take a picture of Screech in the alien costume, send it, see if it flies, and it did. Although... Before we get to that, Jesse is dressed up as a senorita from Mexico to avoid building who's been asking her for the camera. And this just doesn't land for me. doesn't make any sense. It seems like she would stand out more, and it's kind of defeating the purpose of hiding. I feel like you could just go to your classes and uh, kind of duck through the hallways, and that would be a better plan than dressing up, get, going out and buying a costume to dress up like a senorita. Uh, Mr. Belding immediately comes over to her, uh, proving me right that she stands out more. And he somehow can't place her. And she says that her name is Maria Tortilla. We've got <laughs> Maria Tortilla, a new exchange student here. Uh, but kind of, Zach gives her away. Uh, but he turns around and Jesse's getting all scared. But he's got the camera, pulls out the camera for Mr. Belding. And you learn that the babblers bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. The $1,500 is in Zach's hands. I'm sure Zach somehow has turned this into another scheme that we didn't get to see and he bought the camera from a pawn shop paying 700 and pocketing the 800 but telling his friends it actually cost 1500 Well, don't you feel like this all materialized rather quickly? And why did they go ahead yes. with this scheme of Jesse dressing up as a Maria Tortilla, which is ridiculous and would never fly today? Um, wh why, why would they go ahead with this when Zach already has the camera and already obtained <laughs> the money? This all seemed to happen like overnight. Like they, I mean... Today, you could probably email a picture of, of this and, and TMZ would, would uh, you know, PayPal you your money immediately overnight. <laughs> but uh, how did this happen? This all happened so fast. It was like, Zach shows up, he's got the camera, and Jesse somehow was not let in on this. It really doesn't make sense. And I did not like the Maria Tortilla. That just I, I don't like things like that where you, it's ob so obvious and you've, you're literally fooling this adult. Uh, you know, Mr. Belding's fooled by this. And I, I never like when they do that. And they abandon that kind of after season one. Thank God. Yeah, we saw that uh, earlier. Zach uh, dressed up as an Arabian guy, prince or something earlier. And uh, now we get Maria Tortilla, thankfully. Uh, we can uh, put that in the archives and go back and enjoy it whenever we want. Uh, just turn on Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind and uh, yeah, I don't like when they do that. I didn't understand it. Uh, they were just kind of like, we're searching for something here. But uh, it all materialized very fast. Although maybe we're missing a few days in between here. Uh, Jesse says that Mr. Belding's been asking her all week about it. Uh, so maybe we're just kind of skipping ahead in the week. Uh, maybe it's a Thursday. and uh, now. But yeah, Zach just doesn't tell her that he's got the camera. It's a surprise. But enter Lieutenant Dale Thompson of yes! the Air Force. I'm so UFO I'm so investigation. He comes in and tells the gang that he'll pay $10,000 to meet this alien. And uh, Mr. Thompson is a strange one. He sticks his <laughs> hand in a water glass 
accidentally and has to pull it off, uh, kind of trying to make the gang not realize that he's just a bumbling idiot, uh, accidentally leaning over and sticking his pen in the top of Kelly's burger. Uh, Zach says he needs a moment to talk with his friends, and he leans in and says, okay, what do you want to tell me, guys? Uh, just not understanding social cues. I'm not sure if he's on the spectrum. Uh, but <laughs> obviously, after that, he's playing an arcade game. Zach goes up to him, and he's telling him, okay, we're in. We'll, we'll set up this meeting. And then he bonks his head on the on the uh, arcade machine. So you're just getting the kind of feeling that this is a strange character that we're going to see more of, and we're not sure what we're going to get further on. I think Mr. Thompson is hilarious and gullible and just a complete klutz. And he cracks me up. He's played by Sean Masterson, who uh, actually appeared in such shows as 21 Jump Street, Friends, uh, Coach, which were big fans of, of all those. I was even in Third Rock from the Sun. So this is a guy that's, you know, been around and he's just really stands out. He's funny in this. I kind of remembered him being more stupid and not liking it. But as I watched it this time, I really, I don't know if I was just in the mood for this kind of humor, but there was uh, th this really funny scene where Mr. Belding tells him that the only flying saucers are in the school cafeteria. And he gets right in Mr. Belding's face, like almost like grabs his collar and says, so there've been, there have been sightings. I just, <laughs> I loved it. I, he cracks me up and it never gets stale through the whole episode. I just, I just can't help it. I'm a Lieutenant Thompson fan. We later learn, of course, that he's uh, works for the air force and the um, UFO division and he's new on the job. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense with just how much of a klutz he is. You're like, how does he fit in as a Lieutenant in the air force? That doesn't make sense. Uh, maybe he knows someone or his dad is there and just putting, pushing him up through the ranks. But um, it makes sense that he got moved to the UFO uh, division. Uh, just a bumbling idiot as a lieutenant in the Air Force. He can't be tasked to do real things that uh, inquire like top secret information, national security. So uh, there are not, there's no aliens. There's not, no UFOs. So let's just throw him in this division and uh, have him go to Bayside and just mess with these kids because he can't be doing anything serious in this <laughs> world. So I like that. Uh, but, yeah, Mr. Belding informs him it was a joke in his office that he, no, the flying saucers, the kids in the cafeterias, it was a joke. You're, you're not, again, not getting social cues that this is a joke. Uh, and then Mr. Belding is whisked away again over the intercom. Mr. Belding, please report to the gym. The water polo team has a horse in the pool again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like to see what they come up with on yes. those. He's always being whisked away for some <laughs> ridiculous reason. Either his car is being towed or there's... I think the the oval, uh, let's see the the chess team has their oval team poisoned. I think from yes. something in our archives. Just I, I love it. And w one thing that we kind of forgot to bring up is that Screech here in this episode, his his tooth was knocked out when he was playing the role of the alien in the in the film earlier, and his mouth can pick up radio stations. It never really explains it. I don't really understand what's going on. No, his, like he opens his mouth and it starts playing like A12 from the Max jukebox. <laughs> yeah, that's I have that in here that it was the 80s synthesizer <laughs> Max song. Yes. And so, yeah, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't really explain it, but, um, so let's see. He, <laughs> another funny scene, Lieutenant Thompson clumsily drops Zach's file on the ground and says, and uh, then building tells him the only thing unusual going on, uh, is you here, Lieutenant Thompson. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> so then you have Max, uh, he teaches Screech a few magic tricks. Cause you know, they're trying to. They're trying to coerce uh, him into thinking that this is still true. 
Um, the problem is Lieutenant Thompson believes this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and that uh, he is going to be taking Screech into captivity, possibly to uh, to do some experiments on him or to uh, dissect him. So, Well, what's weird to me is that Mr. Thompson and Zach meet at Bayside in the middle of the night in the hallway. I guess Zach is breaking into the school now, uh, doing B&E now, breaking into the school. Screech comes out as the alien and deliberately like pulls a part of his green alien hair out. Uh and then has to bend over and the antennas fall off and the jig is up. Uh, Mr. Thompson comes with a great line saying, uh, if he's an alien, then I'm from Mars. And Zach said, I'll take an out-of-state check. That works. Just, I need that 10000 Just I then- love how Mark Paul Gossler again begins cracking up as Screech's costume is unraveling. He's laughing visibly and just, and it's hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> but the thing of it is they, they, they do a double turn and Screech says he's not a kid at all. He's Zorch and reveals this really cool looking, actually, alien face. And Lieutenant Thompson is fooled once again. But now that's when he says he wants to take Screech to Washington to be dissected because there's been an, a double turn. And the, the original plot was actually, um, you know, a red herring. And now <laughs> now the real plot is Screech is actually an alien. and He's fooled everyone, including Lieutenant Thompson, of course. He fooled me, too, because he's just got, like, green paint on his face. And then he reaches like he's going to, like, rip his skin off. And then he's got a mask on. I'm not sure how that was done. Um, I don't think you're supposed to think about that. I know when I was a kid watching this that that uh, never played into my thoughts. Like, wait, he's like, how does he get this mask? Like, it's his skin there. And then he's, like, peeling his face off. And uh, maybe uh, John Travolta and Nick Cage and uh, the writer of the the movie Face Off saw that and decided to uh, make a film later on in the 90s. Uh, that was just strange to me. It didn't make sense. But uh, Mr. Thompson said, I knew it. Even when I thought it was real, but sensed it was a prank, I really thought it was still real. And uh, <laughs> just, he's wanting to believe this. He's wanting, he's been thrown into this UFO uh, division and he's wanting to prove them raw. Like, I know you just threw me in here, but no, I'm going to go out here and find a real alien. And I've done it. Um, but yes, Mr. Thompson said that he's going to have to dissect Screech. Screech runs away. And then Screech is at Zack spending the night. And he's writing his will on an old desktop computer. Um, and then he says that he's got to say his prayers before bed. Uh, Zack uh, is very uh, unpleased by this, kind of slowly gets up because he's got to say the prayers with Screech or sit, sit up while Screech is saying them. And Screech says, Dear big guy in the sky, it's the Screecher again. I guess I'll be seeing you soon. If I have to go to heaven, can Zach come with me? First day in a new place is always hard when you don't know anybody. And Zach is horrified. Just like, I'm not really thrilled about being friends with you here. And now you're wanting to kill me and take me to heaven. I'm not thrilled with this. Well, it's funny because they're also, this is the first time you actually see like them spending the night together. They're actually in bed, sharing Zach's bed, like fighting over the covers. I thought that was <laughs> kind of a funny touch. It's like, okay, this is actually, maybe this is actually like a Friday night. We always say that no matter what they do, whatever the friends, the gang do, they always wind up at school the next morning. So like maybe this is actually a Friday night and they're taking it easy, although Screech thinks he's a goner. But uh, the next day, presumably, Lieutenant Thompson is, uh, maybe it's on Monday. We're going to give him that. Say it's on Monday. Mr. Lieutenant Thomas, uh, Thompson is back in Belding's office, and he believes Belding is covering up for Screech. (laughs) Now, let me get this straight, Lieutenant. You think Screech Powers is an alien? He's the most bizarre creature I've ever seen. 
That's true, but it doesn't mean he's from outer space. Are you questioning my expertise? Oh, well, just... Or are you just covering up? Aliens never travel alone, you know. Let me see those ears, mister. Let go! You know, maybe you should just leave. You're disrupting my school, and frankly, you're bugging me. Okay, Beldy. You're messing with the federal government here. And Uncle Sam can get pretty crabby with a guy like you. Produce that alien by three o'clock. And that's an order, mister. And then I love when he comes back in, he's, I forgot my hat. I, <laughs> I love that. Off the chair. And, and of course it ends with another Zack scheme coming into effect. Screech comes out of a locker in, in street clothes. Then amazingly, the rest of the gang comes out of lockers uh, wearing Screech masks. Yes, Screech masks. It look, looks uh, more like uh, Artie Lang to me. Like <laughs> It's absolutely bizarre. It's like, I, I feel like in 1989, 1990, how they even pulled this off, like going somewhere to have a custom mask made of Dustin Diamond's face is bizarre. We're just trying to get shirts made at a reasonable price. <laughs> Can't even do that. And here we are with uh, with this. And uh, Lieutenant Thompson runs away saying, I knew I should have listened to my mother and become a doctor, which that joke wasn't that funny to me. It's like, they could have, he could have said something else, a little like uh, you know, become a rodeo clown or something. Yeah, like doctor, that's serious, and why why it's not funny? But he runs away, and building tells Zach that uh, hey, they should team up more often, and they both the episode ends with them both saying no, uh, I, don't I don't think, think so. so, which I love that I love that they were kind of working together and um, trying to get Lieutenant Thompson out of there. Just oh, it all hit for me as we kind of you know delve into our final thoughts on this. This was a one that I remember kind of being silly and I didn't really like, but I really liked it upon this viewing. Uh, maybe it's just because we just watched the uh, show, the uh, the Babysitters, which is in our, our archives, the worst Saved by the Bell episode of all time. But this one was a hit for me and I enjoyed it. I did too. I really like uh, Dale Thompson. Um, I remember just remembering this from my childhood and thinking the alien thing was just silly and it didn't really make sense. And there's uh, not a lot of Kelly in this episode. There's not a lot. I mean, really, it's just kind of Zack and Screech, and you get this Dale Thompson that uh, isn't just there for one little bit. He's in the whole thing. You see him um, kind of every other scene. You see Dale Thompson popping up. But um, and maybe I didn't appreciate him enough as a, a kid. I was wanting to see uh, the kids my age, the gang together, and Mr. Belding. But um, just this viewing, I really enjoyed Dale Thompson. Uh, the, the slapstick kind of humor he has uh, really stood out, and. Um, this alien stuff still didn't quite work, but uh, I'd say it's above average episode for me. Um, just some stuff worked now in this viewing that maybe didn't work uh, as a kid. And uh, this one's definitely a hit. It is. And I hope that we've been a hit for you guys here on the Save by Nostalgia podcast because we have so much coming up. We have no fewer than 12 Save by the Bell characters people that were involved in the show coming up. Noah, we've got so many, we can't even tell you. We have a lot of, they're going to be coming yes. on to talk about episodes that they're in, including Leanna Creel that played Tori. We have Ed Blatchford that played Rod Belding. Of course, we have... Um, Ralph Morrow, uh, who played Mr. Dickerson. Um, uh, John Moshida, uh, who played Mr. Testaverde. Uh, so many more. Lisa's mom, uh, Derek Morris. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. We've got so many coming up for you guys. And we can't wait to bring you all of those interviews. Yeah, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Hit us up on our social medias. Just search for Save by Nostalgia, and you can interact with us. We always appreciate the feedback. Thanks so much for joining us for yet another 
version of our Saved by Nostalgia podcast as we are delving into Saved by the Bell. And uh, it's only just getting started. We have so much more to come, so many more. So just movies, television shows, uh, pop culture phenomenon, toys, uh, action figures, games. It is all going to be right here on the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. 